Hey guys, Mina here. Just jumping in here to let you guys know we have something so exciting. It's a free masterclass and we created it just for you right now. We keep getting questions. How do I pivot and sell right now? The number one question we get is how can I make more sales? And so we want to teach you how to create a plan to boost your sales and grow your business right now. So if you want this totally free masterclass that we've created for product-based businesses, head over to pivotandsell.com. We'll see you in there. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. And introducing the other half of the Product Boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my fabulous co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitap. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So today you guys are in for a real treat. We have the hosts of the Content Collective Podcast, Takara Martin and Kim Kanas on with us today. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for having us. We're yes, really excited. Thank you. There's four of us. So good luck to all of us not talking over each other. But if we do. <laughs> I raised my hand. So <laughs> Takara, your turn now. So ladies, um, introduce yourselves. Tell us a little bit about you and your new podcast, The Content Collective. Well, I'm Kim Koss and I am part 50% of The Content Collective. I come from a background of being a community activist, and that's what really propelled my interest in helping people succeed. I'm from the city of San Bernardino. I love what I do in using my platform to help empower my community and help other like-minded individuals propel in their life. And I am Takara Martin. Um, I am the other 50% of the Content Collective. Um, I come from a background of ad agency life. So I started out my early career working with brands such as Nike and Microsoft and T-Mobile. And then um, the recession happened. And so um, since then, um, you know, life happened. And then my husband and I started um, a podcast and a whole brand built around um, relationships and empowering people to exit toxic relationships. And with that, you always, everyone's business, I think, on the internet today always starts from somebody like, how did you guys grow? How did you evolve? How did you, you know, get so huge on social media and all your content? Um, And for us, it's always trying to help people um, create content marketing around that. And finally, um, decided that we were going to branch out and venture and start the content collective. That's so exciting. So real quick, Takara, just shout out to your other podcast because you are a podcaster. So let's just let our, our listeners know. Yeah, sure. So we have two podcasts. Um, one is called Covered Podcast, um, named after our book, Covered for Marriages. And then we have the Soul Ties Podcast that is named after our other book, The Soul Ties Detox. And basically, we give real raw relationship advice to people who send us DMs. And um, yeah, it's weekly distributed. 
Amazing. We'll put those links in the bio. So ladies, so today we wanted to talk about how we can create empowering narratives with our content. So in the times that we're in, in uh, this is recorded in what month are we? June of 2020. Um, so much of the world has changed. There has been a global pandemic. The Black Lives Matter movement has become a global movement. And mm-hmm. we wanted to talk about sort of how to to navigate your narrative as a product-based business or as a business on social media and how you can do that with your content. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if we had mentioned it before, um, Takara's in Georgia and Kim is in California. So Kim had said she's from San Bernardino. So, but they grew up together. So you are hearing two biz besties just like us. And it's exciting to have you guys on here to talk about that. Thank you. Thank you guys for having us. Let us know, like, how do you think that people can sort of work on creating this empowering narrative right now in this time? Like, how do they even find their place in this if they're feeling a little bit lost and lost and like, well, I'm a brand, I'm a product. Like, what am I supposed to take a stand? Like, do I talk about what's happening? I mean, we even have elections coming up. How have you guys been sort of talking to your clients about this? I think for, I'm sorry if I jump in really quick, because I think this is really important. More than anything, you want to be genuine. Um, there's a lot going on, a lot in our nation right now. And what you really want to be careful of is not just to see this as an opportunity. Um, you, it has to be genuine. It has to be something that really resonates with you. And if it doesn't, that's okay. You know, I'm not here to make anyone feel bad about, you know, their feelings of this being, you know, on this end of the spectrum or this end of the spectrum. That's not where, what we're here for. But I do want to tell you that it does have to be genuine. It really has to come from your heart and resonate and really truly be something that speaks to you because if it doesn't, you're not going to be able to speak to your customers. Yeah. And I think, you know, with that, you know, being genuine and and really taking that by the horns and running with it is then starting with partnership. Um, I think one of the first things that we always hear, you know, you know, a pretty big influencer and podcaster out there, you know, was, you know, definitely called out because while you wanted to take a stand, a lot of times uh, you do a lot of talking without partnering with people to really understand their businesses, understand, you know, what it is that they're going through and even their experiences. And so I think before we jump full fledged into, oh my God, I'm going to fight for, for, you know, everyone in the world and, and really jump in, I think, a really good and honest thing for you to do is sit back and have these honest conversations with people that don't look like you, with people that are in different businesses for you. I think if, you know, you have a hair care line and you are, you know, um, you know, a white person or someone that, you know, is not African-American or not a person of color, then your reasoning for starting a hair care line for your side of the business is completely different. So how somebody in, you know, you know, a person of color started their hair care line. You know, we start our hair care lines on this end because there isn't a lot of representation because there aren't a lot of products that really help us. And so it's like, oh my gosh, you know, while you have these ideas, these narratives have been placed in your mind because you don't have something to compare that against. So partner with people, get to know people. Um, you don't have to go full in and you don't have to, you know, change your, your political party to all of a sudden be woke. <laughs> like it really is having honest conversations and honest dialogue with people who don't look like you and then finding ways and in commonality to be able to connect and then share their messages and even shape your own perceptions. If we didn't have our own perceptions, we wouldn't have racial biases. You know what I mean? 
Oh, 100%. I mean, even we're blessed to be biz besties as well. And my perspective has changed so much just from having Jacqueline, who's in New Jersey, whereas I'm only in my own bubble, right? And so there's things that force us out of that bubble, COVID-19, Black Lives Matter. So I love what you said about partnership because it's partnerships and changing that perspective, being open to those uncomfortable conversations. And that's really hard to even know to do that. So Kim, Perspective. We started there, but perspective, I especially think for you, has changed into narrative with how you've become an activist, right? How would you say when you're, you have those uncomfortable conversations and then perhaps you have a clarity to certain things, right? You're doing the work. How, how then do you empower people with narrative? Well, I think when it comes to content perspective, it's a little bit different from a community perspective, um, trying to merge the two. I think the best way is, again, having that genuine desire to want to resonate with your audience. Um, something that we take from the community into a content perspective is actually speaking to people. When you have an audience and you build, a, for instance, if you're a product-based business, you build a clientele, so to speak. Um, so you're able to resonate with your message in a different way because you understand that audience. Well, when it comes to things such as racial bias, it's not different. You know, you've, you've built this audience, you're understanding them. I loved your example of how you said you have an audience, you built an audience of women. So it was very easy for you to transition into building up African-American women businesses. It was in line with what you were already doing. And I think that's what people have to understand when they navigate things such as sensitive as race. It's not something that has to be this uncomfortable issue. It really isn't meant to be uncomfortable. Um, a color of someone's skin shouldn't be uncomfortable. The texture of someone's hair shouldn't be uncomfortable. It shouldn't be an uncomfortable conversation. Unfortunately, because of things that have gone on in our world, it makes it that way. But we have that opportunity being content marketers to change that narrative. I, the narrative is what is so important. We have that opportunity to literally impact how people are influenced by the narratives that we create. I have my hand up, wait, um, because the one thing that Kim and I did talk about um, on a similar episode that we did on our podcast was the idea that um, a lot of times we can shut ourselves off even from our own community. Um, I'm from San Bernardino. You know, I grew up very poor. Literally, Kim and I are that friends from the group on the other side of the train track. So Kim was on the more uppity side, you know, with people with money had. And um, I was not. I was below the train tracks. And so um, one of the things that I think we saw, though, even in that is um, Kimberly, her father is from the South, but he's really built himself up from from nothing. Um, And my father is, you know, an immigrant from Nigeria, again, built himself up from nothing. Um, I'm like the family like disappointment because I didn't become a doctor or a lawyer. And so like when we look at these examples in our communities, one of the things that we learned, unfortunately, was that if somebody was poor, if somebody was on drugs, if somebody was having a hard time, it was just because of their own fault. 
and this is in our own community. So these are black people. And I had family members who were going through certain things. And, and because I didn't talk to them, because I didn't get to know their own narrative, I was very, um, and I'm ashamed to say, but very um, judgmental about their statuses and, and their, you know, where they came from. Whereas, you know, Kim and I, you know, we had this breakthrough moment where we were like, you know, there's no hierarchy to struggle because, because my family was able to rise above poverty because my father was able to, you know, immigrate from Nigeria and, you know, create this amazing business. Kim's father, the same way, came from, you know, Alabama. And I mean, this man will lose everything. And within a year, we'll have everything back up a hundred percent all over again. Like, and so because we've seen those examples, we feel like everyone should be able to pull themselves up and do that. When honestly, everyone has a different struggle. And coming from a community standpoint, I think Kim has really embraced the idea of, you know, really connecting with people and making sure that, you know, they know that they, uh, they're understood and that they have value and that their path may not look like ours, but we're in this to help you elevate your business, even on a small scale in your local community, based on that understanding that your struggle doesn't have to look like mine, but your success and your end result can. Yeah, I love that. I mean, me and I have very similar stories. We're both first generation Americans and our parents also came here from nowhere. And, and so I think we were able to have examples of coming from nothing and growing. And so we have this idea of, of potential. So we probably have a lot of listeners that are feeling like there's that narrative, like the struggle. I mean, like you said, everyone has a struggle. So how would they sort of use this idea of narrative and content for a product-based business to sort of to attract their ideal customer to their business? I think it starts, you know, from a marketing perspective, um, I think one of the things that I've seen other brands do is actually get on their social media, get on their lives, have conversations in your on your IG lives, talk to different people, um, start, um, don't just go to a major influencer that's, you know, going to charge you $10,000 to, you know, brand your jewelry, wear your jewelry, have conversations with other influencers that, you know, are quote unquote micro influencers and connect with them about their stories and their journeys. And then, you know, then say, hey, would you mind, you know, taking samples of my products? Would you mind connecting with me about your experience? Experience, you know, and then again, it's it's all about having those conversations um, and changing those narratives because I think if you remove yourself and just say I'm going to buy a stock photo and say. I want black people wearing my clothes, I think it's different than actually connecting with real people, um, real hearts. And, you know, really the only way that you can shape your own heart and mind in these is that if you connect with your people. And so, you know, I think Kim said it very perfectly. Don't use it as just an opportunity to sell more product, use it as an opportunity to get to know people. And so if you're doing giveaways, um, if you're doing um, different things like start creating, um, you know, networking events and start really targeting people and say, hey, do you know people in this environment that we can connect and share? And, and then have like, we're on Zoom, we're having Zoom happy hours every single week these days, right? And so find ways to have a Zoom happy hour and say, hey, invite a friend and even say, invite someone who doesn't look like you. Let's share, let's connect, let's share our experiences and then start using that content to promote what your brand is doing to really have these conversations. And so it's, it's an indirect way of saying, I'm listening. It's an indirect way of saying, I hear you and I want to know you and I want to understand you. And so that way, if you're not just doing it to throw out product, but you're doing it to really 
reshape even the people that follow you because I mean, Jesus, I'm looking in the comments of like your Justin Timberlakes and things like that. And they're just like posting pictures and saying, yeah, we support black lives. And then it's like, hate, hate, hate. I think those comment sections would look 100% different if they saw that you were actually in there doing the work and connecting with people and using that as content and saying, hey, I'm learning. Um, And I think it comes off less disingenuous that way. Yeah, I agree. I think that's so powerful. I think people are demanding realness now, right? Mm -hmm. And that comes in real action and real work, even if it's imperfect. And we see that from them demanding it from all the big people, the celebrities, the big, huge brands, Nike, Starbucks, all the people that are kind of um, on the scope of consumer, uh, consumer buying. And we're seeing that even at the little stage, Etsy sellers, makers, you know, they're looking for people to say, be real with us on what you think. And sometimes those people are not quite ready to be, um, to say what they think because they're unsure, right? They're uncertain. Mm -hmm. But I do think that what you do put out there creates and shapes what's real for you. For me, it didn't seem real, just like coronavirus, right? I like to give that example because with my husband's a pharmacist and he's like, well, people don't think it's real because it doesn't impact them. Yes. You have to create an environment of, of safety and empathy um, with that. I think it's easy to jump in and say, hey, let's talk about this. Like, tell me your feelings. But are they going to be safe with you there? You know, and then are you going to be able to empathize with what they're telling you, and what they're going through without having that very honest reaction of, well, I've never done that. So why are black people mad at me? Well, it's not you. Um, there's a system that has been created to work against people sometimes. And so it's really getting in there and allowing them to be safe expressing that and then for them to be able to trust that you're going to be able to empathize with what you're telling you what they're telling you um, and then allow that to translate over and and you will probably create some of the most you know your biggest friends and allies in your growth and your continued growth if you approach them with that mindset as well so you know, and I have to throw in I agree because it goes back to being genuine and when you are truly genuine about what your purpose and what you are trying to put out in your content, I think it really does resonate with your with your client base. Um, I love what she said as far as there's no hierarchy to struggle. Um, I, I think that phrase gives people an open-mindedness. Um, and I think that is key is being a little bit more open-minded. It doesn't matter what end of the political spectrum you're on. It's not about politics. This is literally about humanity. <laughs> so um, everyone has to keep in mind, again, there's no hierarchy to struggle just because, you know, you went through this walk of life and I went through that walk of life. It doesn't make the struggle any less or more. We have to kind of, um, kind of put down our guards. We have to put down those defenses and just come to wanting to understand. We're not going to be able to relate. That's just, I think that's something that people really try and what gets them uncomfortable because they're saying like, you know, Takar said, I've never done that before. I can't relate. You know, it's not necessarily about relating, but it is about understanding. Even when you're building your business, you're not going to be able to relate to every single one of your customers. But what you do is you try to understand what their needs are to sell your product, right? Well, it also makes you a better marketer for it. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, it's the same when it comes to, you know, trying to put out content in regards to, you know, topics that are sensitive. It's not about you trying to relate. You don't have to be a black woman or a black man. You don't have to relate, but you are taking the approach of trying to understand. And I love that's what Takara said about connecting with other individuals, businesses, you know, you're, you're getting to a point of understanding. 
I have know. a follow-up to that because I think there's the posts on social. Uh-huh. People can repost and share in their stories. But a lot of our listeners, a lot of product people are single solopreneurs. And the conversations that we've had are like, well, what, what do I do? I don't know what to do. Or do I make a grant a statement? Because so many brands are making statements and saying, this is what we're going to do. And my opinion, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, was like, just take action. Like just start now. If you weren't taking action before and you want to take action, start now. Be aware of it. Be inclusive. Do the, you know, do the things that they resonate with. So yeah, I'd love sort of maybe you guys, I don't know if you have the answers, but um, how? The question would be how? What do I do? I'm just going to comment on the statement aspect. I totally agree with you as far as action. Um, I do try to be cognizant of the fact that just what you said, some people just don't know what to do. I think words are very powerful. So I do think, again, if it's resonating with your heart, I do think that there's value in putting a statement, letting people know your value proposition of your company, what your values are, just say it. That's important. The action may not come immediately because you're kind of going through that thought process of how do I navigate through this? But at the very least, letting your client base you know, know this is what I stand for. This is what I agree with, what I don't agree with. I do think it's integral. Yeah. And, and I think as you get started, I think it's easy to say like, hey, Black people, I want to be friends with you. Like, and it's easy just to like put up a billboard. But I think a way to creatively do it and um, honestly expand your reach is to, again, number one, host meetups. Okay, so how do I find the right people? Your community, I know you have a community on Facebook, you know, put up a post and say, hey, I want to do a, you know, a virtual meetup with people here. You know, I want to be educated. I want to learn. Let's do that. Um, use your Instagram story. Um, you know, uh, put up a poll and be like, hey, if I hosted a virtual meetup, would you want to attend? I want to talk about community. I want to talk about inclusiveness. Who would want to attend? Start in your stories and do that and then start to pull your audience and see, um, you know, what kind of people are out there and what they're interested in. And then if the people that say yes, like, hey, and then follow up another story, what kind of topics would you want to cover on our virtual meetups? Have them send you these topics. And then at the end of that, you know, you host it, put up a page and say, hey, let's join me on Zoom and we're going to talk. We're going to hash this out and have these conversations, um, you know, and have people share their stories, have people share their experiences and, and just listen and connect. And then at the end, ask, what more can I do? Ask them and, and see the kind of responses that you get because if people get, feel safe with you, then they're going to be open to sharing what they would like to see from you, even if it is just friendship. I think in business, um, you have a lot of people legacy-wise, not me, but a lot of people ne- legacy-wise who have gotten successful because they had the right connections. They've gone a lot further because they knew the right people. Um, and I, you know, when we, Kim and I talk about this, it's like we're determined to make sure that we're going to give you as much as possible to help you be successful because we didn't have these things. We YouTubed and Googled our way to where we are. And so if you can even just be a leg up to somebody into getting into a door that they wouldn't have if you weren't there, I think that could go a really long way, especially in business. Women in general, we're the fastest growing entrepreneurs in the country right now. Why not do this all together? There's room enough for everybody. Yes. I love that. Yeah. We always say there's room at the top for all of us, but women helping women, someone who's a little bit further in business, helping another woman say like, Hey, if you tried this or this is a great store, because there's room out there for 
all the candle companies and all the jewelry companies and all the apparel companies. There's room for everybody. And it does take us helping each other to, to move up. You know, we like, it's the idea of turning around and reaching down and pulling her up. Absolutely. We have a lot of introverts in the product world. A lot. <laughs> That's funny, Takara. I'd say you were that. Should I you think you and I are hand? more similar. <laughs> I, I, I am the ambivert, whereas I, I, um, I'm good as long as I don't have to be around people all the time. So like <laughs> being on the mic and doing this privately, I've gotten a lot of practice. But no, as long as I don't have to see people, I. That's like my joke. I hate people. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I love, I love to connect. But then I very much retreat once I'm done. Um, I probably feel the same way. I'm not a big social butterfly. Like I don't love to go out and be in big groups of people. That does take a lot of energy, but I do like people. Yeah. I do like connection. So yes, yeah, introvert. They may audience. or may not hold a virtual something, right? Like it's hard enough. It's hard enough to get them to do a live. Like I've challenged them to do 60 seconds on video. But I think that's actually something when we're talking about this narrative and the content you create, and if we're just going to talk about social media, as a woman-owned business, if you are a black woman owning a business, a minority, I think the authenticity of it all or the realness is just showing up and showing people the face behind your business. That's what people are wanting to support. So they want to see you, the mom juggling the two little kids with the business and like, you know, eventually retiring your husband or leaving your full-time job or just being able to buy yourself a new car. I think, I think the narrative can also be you being more visible and showing people that this beautiful business is owned by you and, and then let them know you, you know? No, I agree. I'm, I'm the introvert. I'm the shy one. And this is new for me. I mean, I've been in the business industry. My dad owned businesses, but I was always more of like the behind the scenes. (laughs) And so even with this podcasting, it's been definitely like a learning curve for me. I'm sweating right now as we speak. So So I totally understand. I'm, I personally am not the person that's going to be like, yay, zoom meetings, everyone come join me. Like that's just not my personality. So I totally resonate with what you're saying, but I've, I do a hundred percent feel it's so imperative for anyone, whether it's service-based or product-based business, people love to see you. They love to hear the story behind your business. That's really important to kind of building your brand. I mean, even Nike, I think it was a few years ago, started kind of doing like the behind the scenes at Nike. It's just really, people are naturally nosy. I am one of those people. (laughs) And so when you are buying into, you know, even if it's a bottle of water, you know, people love to hear the story behind, well, where did this water come from? Was it from the spring? And why did you choose it from the spring? And those kind of stories really get people and they turn people from just being lookers to actually wanting to invest and buy your product. I agree 100%. And I think if you're on the other side of that, you know, for somebody who was trying to learn how to be more inclusive, who was trying to learn about, you know, bringing more diversity into their brand and into their business, I think, um, number one, it's very important to understand that it's scary. And um, people who shame you for being afraid of this next step of the journey, I think, are not your people. Um, You know, I um, come from a, you know, very different background um, in that, you know, my stepdad, the man who, like my mom was married to my dad, my Nigerian father, but they divorced and my mom married a white man. So I grew up in San Bernardino in the hood with like my siblings and my white stepfather. And so when all of this began to happen, 
um, it was very challenging for me. And then my ex-husband is white. So it was just like, I got a lot of white people in my life. So, um, and so when, when you start thinking about making statements and taking a stand, it's challenging for everyone on both ends. And it's, you're afraid you don't know what to say. And I think it's important to empower people to say, I don't know what to say. And right now I'm not going to say anything, but here, watch me while I do the work and learn. And, you know, just because, you know, everyone else around you is making these big, bold statements about Black Lives Matter, it's okay to take a step back and process what that means to you, what that is going to do for you, because it's a scary step to, to take and you should not be doing things like that just because it's popular. Do it once you understand where you're going with it and what you're going to do too. Um, and so I think the people get those, okay, what now and what next questions because it's like, cool, you support, support Black Lives, now what? Or, you know, how dare you? Or they start calling you out. But it's much more um, easy to make those statements and come out for people um, once you understand what that journey is going to mean for you as an advocate of, of people of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking about like what you can do as a product-based business in this time of Black Lives Matter, which shouldn't just be a time, but unfortunately, you know, with the events that have rose, it does seem to be a trend for people. Um, like Takara said, you have to be comfortable with it. This isn't about jumping on any bandwagon. I think, again, no one's here to call you out. If you truly are not comfortable, don't do it. Don't do something just because everyone else is doing it. That should not be your intent on putting anything on your social media or blogging or whatever platform you're choosing. That should not be the reason that you're doing it. It's just because everyone else is doing it that you feel this kind of pressure or need to do it. I agree. Yeah. And I think when we talk to you about transparency, um, it's okay to not know. And it's for me, you guys may disagree. It's okay to communicate that to your audience. You know, in your Instagram stories, as you're giving those kind of personal, you know, giving your personal feelings of this is a new, this is a new territory for me. And I'm not sure how to navigate this. I'm just letting you guys know, I support things that are going on. But at this point, I'm not sure how that support's going to drive into my business. I'm navigating this process along with many other Americans here in this country right now. Mm-hmm. I agree. So ladies, this has been incredible. You're both brilliant. And I cannot wait to, I know you're just starting your podcast, so I cannot wait to, you you guys are jumping into a series and um, just subscribe and start to kind of learn more from the two of you. So would you mind sharing with our audience how they can connect with you? Yeah. So um, the contentcollective.io is where we are everywhere. Um, So that's our website. Um, That is where we are on Instagram. Um, And then I think it's the content collective on Facebook. Um, I'll be honest. We're not in love with Facebook right now, but um, yeah, Instagram. And then um, we're actually getting some other momentum on YouTube um, that we're going to get ready to start to. So the content collective there. So um, we are excited to be embarking on this journey. Um, If you want to see what it looks like where somebody starts starting from zero, um, definitely follow us because we're going to be showing you all of our behind the scenes, what we're doing to move forward and, and, you know, help other people and other creators um, really speak to their audiences authentically. So we'll link in our show notes to your Instagram and to, and you guys just right now, click on over at the end of this episode and subscribe and listen to the podcast because the content they're putting out is pretty incredible. And not only that, but if you're listening to this in real time, head over to Instagram. It'll also be linked and they are doing a takeover of the Product Boss Instagram. So you'll be able to see them on there. And behind the scenes. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yes. <laughs> so thanks, ladies. <laughs> thank you, ladies. No, thank you, guys. We really appreciate you guys. This has been an awesome experience. So thank you. So one last thing, friends, before you go, we created this podcast as a reminder, you are not alone. Growing a product-based business can be hard and we want to help you through it. So thank you so much for listening and we truly appreciate it. And we want to give a special shout out to all of those of you that have left us a review. Thank you so very much. We read every single one of them, including this one from Simple Jane Chelsea. She says, not only from Mina and Jacqueline, but from these amazing boss babe guests they bring on too. I love tactical specific questions that they dive into and the value that Jacqueline and Mina bring to the community across so many platforms. Join the mailing list, connect on Facebook and use this as an asset to keep growing your business. We're not meant to do this alone. And thanks to the product boss babes, we don't have to XO. Um, thank you. Simple Jane, Chelsea. We love reading these. These mean so much to us and they really help us reach more people and help more small businesses, which ultimately is our our mission in our business. So thank you so much. Hey guys, wait, before you go, we want to remind you that we've created this incredible masterclass. It is totally free. It is our pivot and sell masterclass where we are going to teach you how to create a plan to boost your sales and grow your business right now. You do not want to miss this. It's totally free. So Mina, where should they go? Go to pivotandsell.com and you guys can get that free masterclass and get started on creating a plan to boost your sales right now.